Align Your Practice podcast with Dr. Cliff Fisher, where your best practice and life awaits you. Are you tired of running a practice on your own? We want to come alongside you with experts to help you create your dream practice and your dream life. Here is your host. All right, Tribe, welcome to Align Your Practice with Dr. Cliff and Dr. Joe, brought to you by Align Life, where we want to give you the tools to find and create your Align Life. Why become a multiplier? Like we've been talking about becoming a multiplier for a while. And so that's what we're about to dive into. So from the last episode, what are two or three things that you want to be a master at? And what are two or three things that you just don't want to suck at? Today, Joe, I know we're talking about the accidental multiplier. So what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, this is really, uh, this will have a, I know people have a breakthrough on this one because there's, these are simple mini components of being a diminisher that we all do. I think we've all done all of these at times throughout our career. And sometimes we do it monthly. Sometimes we do it weekly. Some, some of these we do daily and it's just really quick and easy awareness points. So I'm really excited about this particular segment because I think the wins are quick and easy. Awesome. And I think like all this stuff has been leading up honestly to this, this is like the, like, all the juices right here, like all the stuff, like you got to have that foundation, but this, these next two episodes are going to be like, for me, life-changing. They have changed my life. And so becoming a multiplier, I, f- I found this quote. It says, when I let go of what I am, I'll become what I might be. And so that's really what we're trying to do is help you become what God intended you to be. So, yeah, I love that. So, yeah, so accidental diminishers, there's basically nine profiles that we talk about. We talk about the idea guy. We talk about the always on. We talk about the rescuer. We talk about the pace setter. We talk about the rapid responder. We're talking about the optimist, the protector, the strategist, and the perfectionist. I know that's a lot. I know that's a mouthful, but we'll go through and we'll break down each nine of those and talk about, like, what's our intention? What's our outcome? So, yeah, so what, you, what you're going to do when you're listening to this is you're going to understand one of these concepts and then you'll understand your intention. Oh, I do that all the time. What this is your intention. It's a healthy intention. You're trying to create some outcome, but what is it really doing to the people that you're leading, that you're managing, that you're, you're working with. And when you have that true outcome of what it's doing, it helps you change your behavior immediately and help you grow into a, into a genius maker. Yeah, because I think as I've gone through this book and I look at all these people I know who are great leaders, I, I don't think any of them are just really out there to be a jerk or an a-hole. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think their intention is there's a couple I do. You know, there is that 10 percent that are just like, oh, wow, I could never be with them. Yeah. But um, so I think for me, like understanding really the three steps of transformation. So we'll just top line this and then we'll come back to it. But. Really, does this multiplier's theme really resonate with you? Honestly, if you're this far along in it, it has to. And then (laughs) realization of the accidental diminisher. And that's really what we're going to go into. And then resolve to be a multiplier. And I think, Joe, you you shared your story. And I keep double clicking on that because I think it's such a a valid place where we have to make a conscious decision not to be a diminisher. This isn't an accidental thing that happens. The other awareness is that when you have a partner, let's say in practice or in your business, uh, or a boss, or when you understand the diminishing, uh, the accidental diminishers, you see what they're doing. You can have meaningful conversations. You could not be emotionally hurt by the action, understanding behind the scene of what they're really trying to do intentionally and what the outcome that they're creating. And it can help you work with a, uh, a diminisher because we all have some of those traits, but that awareness will give you a little more peace in your journey. 
what the Francis say, humans are designed to be cheap and lazy. And so, and I think that's <laughs> too, right. It's, it is easier to be a diminisher in a lot of cases, not mm-hmm. long-term. Like that's the easy, hard versus the hard, easy. So uh, cultivation and growth. So then again, as we're moving into this multiplier level of thinking, we are going to have to start to create a common language. We're going to have to have different learned behaviors. We're going to have to have shared beliefs amongst our whole team. We're going to have to have the heroes and legend stories. Like this is what happened. This was this core value. And this is how this shows up in our company. And then rituals and norms, like our meeting rhythms, our huddles, all the things that Align Life just talks about and lives and puts into practice. So really looking at that. And so, um, all right. So this is like, I've been so excited to jump into this part. So let's dive into the accidental diminishers. Um, So the first accidental diminisher is the person that has a tendency to be the idea fountain. So how many of you listening to this, the leader, (laughs) and what you don't have a lack of is ideas. You have more ideas today, more ideas tomorrow. You're the, I, I love the the phrase, idea fountain. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps coming out. So your staff is trying to figure out how to manage your ideas from yesterday. And today you wake up and you are lit up with new ideas. <laughs> so um, so I'll do the intention and then Cliff. Uh, so my, the intention is for the right. We our intention when we're an idea fountain. It's yep. our ideas to stimulate ideas in others. Like, I just want to help you all stimulate great ideas so we can do better. So, Cliff, what's the true outcome for those of us who are idea fountains? So the outcome is you actually will overwhelm your team and then they'll shut down because or they'll start chasing the idea du jour, the idea of the day. Like, oh, this idea. And I don't know how many times you've done it. I know I've done it a mil- like, I don't know about a million. I've done it <laughs> hundreds of thousands of times. Like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. It's like that squirrel like i'm always like i'm a shiny object guy so this is that guy too or gal because if you're a good leader and your team respects you and you're an idea fountain they're just going to follow your lead and they're trying their hardest to complete yesterday's ideas like they're really working hard and today there's two more so they're going to drop yesterday's because they love you they appreciate you they respect you and you have two new ideas and they're going to jump on that because that's what you said and they're going to (laughs) drop yesterday's ideas because they don't know what else to do. They just keep coming. The fountain doesn't end. So yeah. um, I, I think most people at the entrepreneur uh, have an awareness of this. So take a note, have an awareness on this one. If this is you, put it on your uh, in your uh, parking lot, in your computer. There's different ways you can long-term issues, parking lots, vision boards, brainstorm uh, documents, whatever you want to do. Don't lose your ideas. That's your job. You're an entrepreneur. Don't feel bad about ideas. Just put them somewhere (laughs) and then consciously bring them out with your team and discuss this huge list of awesome ideas. Don't come from your brain to your mouth to your team. That's my opinion. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I think this is, I think one of the things Align Life's really set up and I love that we have is this org chart where you can kind of go through because what happens is the CEO should be the idea guy. They should have the COO or the office manager or general manager um, at that next level because for every 10 ideas I had, two of them were good <clears throat> and then eight were not good. And then it was just, is this good right now or not right now? So that's really like, this is a who problem, not a how problem. So making sure you have the right person in the right role to kind of be that in between, or like you said, if you don't have that who yet, 
then I love what you said, Joe, like have that parking lot. The parking lot is a place where ideas go, where they're great ideas. They're just not yet. Yeah. So, it's awesome. <clears throat> all right. This one's another great one. Always on. So I'll go over the intention. Like this person is, they want to create that energy. They want to share their viewpoint. Um, and they're just always going. They're like up, 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 up. And everybody can't, like, there's like the introverts can't keep up with that person. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's always on, meaning that the switch in your mind is always on all day. There's just consistent <laughs> intensity. There's no rejuvenation. There's no creative space. There's no quiet. There's no uh, peace for creativity. It's just that person is always on. Um, so the outcome um, that you end up consuming all the space in the room, all the space in the company, all the space in your meeting. They're just always on. And uh, others actually start to tune you out. It's kind of yeah. like that noise in your home. Maybe it's a generator or it's some uh, HVAC system or something in your home that is broken and maybe it's kind of loud and you're like, wow, that is annoying. But two weeks later, you don't even hear it. And your neighbor comes over and goes like, wow, what the hell is that? And you're like, well, I don't even hear it. Well, it's because you've got numb to it. You do not want your team that you lead to just tune you out. So that's what always on will do. So the, the, the intention, I mean, the, the lesson learned here is take a breath, slow down, allow space, allow quiet, allow downtime so that people can actually get the stuff done that you're needing. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. Like you have your patient hours and then you have your, you know, downtime, making sure we have enough of that. So many times we think, oh, we need more patient hours to see more people. I was just talking to a doctor yesterday and he's like, he works for two and a half hours a day <laughs> and he has like um, two hours of patient time. So he has 15 minute slots. He sees 20 to 25 people in those two 15 minute slots. He does his two specials and then he goes to the beach at 2.30. I'm like, it, it has two hours of meetings every day. I'm like, holy cow. Like it just, like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this because I learned about this yesterday. That's so great. Um, so. Yeah, in practice, uh, that's interesting. If you're a new doctor, your student can graduate. Uh, this is like one of the first lessons that you need to learn is that you say, okay, I'm going to open my doors. I'm going to be in the office eight to six. I want to be there for my patients. So you actually thinking, my patient times are eight to six. So I have 10 hours of patient times and you sit at the desk and wait for these patients. <laughs> but, uh, I always say a surgeon, my, my good friend's a spine surgeon and he does surgery 15 to 20% of his week. I thought a surgeon does surgery all the time. No, they do rounds, they do research, they watch their cases, they, they prepare, there's, they have meetings, they, they do all this stuff. And then they do their specialty at a, a, a distinct period of the time. And I didn't know that. I thought a chiropractor just sat there and waited. But if you're running a clinic and you think you're just going to sit and have patient hours, eight to 10 hours a day, you're not going to build a business. So um, it's, it's, I think that's the first lesson in regards to this. Yeah. I think one of the powerful tools that Align Life has in that is they have, a, we have an on-ramp. So under 100 people, here's your schedule. 100 to 200, here's your schedule. Two to 300, here's your schedule. And then if you're seeing more than 300 a week, here's your schedule. And it's awesome to realize that because people don't understand that. And so having that tool is just really powerful. Awesome. That's so great. All right. 
the rescuer. I think I, this one's me. Like I'm always the rescuer. So I'll do the intention on this one. So the rescuer is that person who just tries to save the day. Like, oh, throw on the super, you know, the cape and the everything and kind of come in. And our intention or my intention in this is to ensure people are successful and protect their reputation. But that's certainly not the outcome, Joe. What is the outcome usually on that? So the outcome is that the people around you become dependent on you. Uh, and it actually weakens their reputation because they, they're known as they're not, a, they don't accomplish. So let's say Cliff is, a, let's say Cliff's talking about himself as a rescuer. If I'm working with Cliff and I, I'm behind on something, I know subconsciously Cliff's going to come in and save the day and do that. Now he feels good, but he's not making me feel good. Although that's his intention. He wants me to feel good, but he came in and saved the day. I don't feel accomplished. I don't feel like I won. I feel Cliff won. And Cliff feels good that he helped me, but that's yeah. the gap. So this is a, a, a big one for people. I, I think uh, you see a, a lot of this in, uh, in leadership. So that's the rescuer stepping yeah. in, protecting people, protecting their outcome by actually stepping in, doing the work. So what do you have to do to offset this? When you know you're about to do it, take a deep breath, step back, wait a day or two, ask if they need help. If you really want to help, ask them to step back and, 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 and have the conversation, don't take action. And that's, that's the hard behavior step right there. And, and watch what happens to people stepping into that and completing the task. And then just wait back and give them the high five. And I think you'll, you'll grow a better team that way. Yeah, I think it was two episodes back, but go back and listen to the, it's like just right at the very end of where Joe told his story about his dad being that manager, that he was not a rescuer there. He was asking them like, what do you think? What do you think? Because what happens with my team is they're like, oh, Cliff's here. They can check out and they know everything will happen because I'm there. And so you're not going to get the whole genius and the full horsepower of your team. So going back to that story, when I was watching my dad do that, people come in, they'd ask, he'd ask them questions. He would never give a solution. They'd leave. Uh, one guy kept coming. And I said, why does that guy keep coming? He goes, well, because he's new. He won't come after a while. <laughs> because... I'm just going to keep asking him questions. He's going to keep answering them. And he's going to say, why do I go there to answer my own questions? So they just stop coming in. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. And they fix it and they know, and they feel like geniuses. So again, then you become that genius maker. Yeah, it's great. So awesome. All right. The pace setter, Joe. So the pace setter is the idea. If you are a pace setter, what you're trying to do is you're trying to set a high standard for quality or the pace, the movement of your company, the growth, you want to be that pace setter. So that's kind of the uh, mindset of pace setter, really good intention on it. Yeah. So the outcome. This, I think this is most owner operators. They like have this badge of honor of like, nobody's going to outwork me. Nobody's going to outpace me. And like, I have a forearm tattoo of that one, you know, as far as like, Oh, I'm, nobody shows up to work earlier. Nobody stays later. I work harder than everybody. Like, and so, but the outcome truly is others become spectators and they give up because they can't keep up. Yeah. And so that's the disadvantage of that. So like stay within sight with those people, like don't lose them in the background by trying to do so much, like, you know. Or have the culture, like I know for years I had the culture of, like you said, is that I'm working 18 hours a day when I'm, when I'm <laughs> driving and moving. And uh, I forget what I think you had mentioned both of us have uh, 
work through some of Darren Hardy's work. And he said something when you're busy, you're, uh, what's the phrase that he uses? Yeah, when you're busy, you're lazy. I'm like, what? He also said in the past, when you're busy, you're weak. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, when you're too busy, you're weak. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. So he made you rethink, like, because you're busy nonstop, that, that's not good. Like, that's yeah. not good. Uh, and, and that resets you because some of us, you know, grow up in, in a uh, generation uh, where uh, that's what we're taught. And it was interesting. I was on a, a call uh, yesterday with a group of uh, uh, very successful business owners, and they were talking about the concept of grit or quit. Mm. Um, and there's times you have to quit. And there's times you should have grit. They played a video of a poker, the number one female poker player. And she said the best of the best, the top five in the world, they quit right when they get their hand 85% of the time. They only play 15% of the time. The best poker players in the world, they fold on the first oh. hand. I was like, wow, they only play 15, but they know when to quit. So a poker player is a master of quitting. And they talked about quitting in life. And then they posed the question to me, uh, is it more important to learn to quit or grit? And I said, it depends on your generation. Baby boomers got to learn to quit. Millennials need to learn grit. <laughs> so I think the way we grew up is what we should do. But a pace setter is just grit. It's like, nah, we ain't stopping <laughs> ever, right? <laughs> right. So wow. That was awesome. That was a great story. Rewind that. Listen to that again. That was an <laughs> incredible thought. Because, yeah, grit or quit and then know when to quit. Yeah. I think there was a Kenny Rogers song on that, know when to yeah. fold. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, it's funny. I was on a boat a sat, Sunday, and that song came on. First time I've heard it in 20 years, exactly what you're saying. <laughs> you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when fold to fold them. them. That's back to the poker player story. It's a, that's a good uh, finished cycle of that story. Awesome. All right, last one we'll do today, and then we'll get into the other uh, four next time. So the rapid responder, Joe. Uh, okay, so rapid responder, what you're in, if you are a rapid responder, what your intention is, is uh, you want to keep your organization moving fast. What does that mean? So that means when Cliff, he's up late at night and he's uh, thinking about his project that he's supposed to do, maybe it's a campaign for the office, and off the cuff, nine o'clock at night, he just finished dinner. He's watching the movie. He goes, you know what? I just have to, I got to ask this question. And he poses a question to me at 930 at night. At 931, he gets a response. And I'm right there. The text him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cliff, this is the answer. And it's like, I am, I'm responding on a Sunday. I'm responding. So I'm creating a culture that he thinks maybe he should be working at 930 first because I responded at 930. Then he feels um, that I respond. He's got to respond back so that you're always right there responding. Now they think they have full access to you that if you don't respond at 930 on a Friday next week, that uh, why isn't he responding? So it just creates a culture, I think. So you can explain a little more on the outcome. But to me, you just don't want to create that kind of culture. Yeah, and what happens is if, if you are that rapid responder, you become actually the stopgap. So your organization can't move forward because I'm so dependent on Joe in that example that if he doesn't respond, I can't move forward. 
And so if he's not that rapid responder, then the company comes to a halt. And so it, like it becomes that uh, like sick cycle thing or secular. And so that's really the jam up of being that rapid responder. You don't allow your team to grow and go because they're so dependent on you. So let's say you're a CEO of a company and you have direct reports or you're the clinic director owner of your clinic and you have four CAs and you have two associates, you've got a pretty big clinic, you're doing really well and they email you and they expect the response in that hour and you keep responding that hour. If you are busy now, you have to take over your second office and see patients, everything stops because yep. so chained to your decision that they can't think for themselves. If they know anything really important, text me. If not, if it's email, I'll check it on Friday. They're yeah. not going to email you nonstop because they're going to have to make some of those decisions on their own. And you're going to have to realize 80% of your decision is a good decision. So that's, that's a cultural shift. And uh, be careful on this one because you'll set that culture it could, it could take you six months to build a culture and four years to break it. So be careful of building this culture. Yeah. And it's really setting those non-negotiables, setting up those rules and systems and structures. So they're not always having to go to you for those solutions. And I think that's one of the things, again, Align Life, I think brings a great space of here's a system, here's a structure so that you, it's not so dependent on one person. It's like, nope, this is how we do it. And then that will pull out that that'll kind of help take the pressure off that rapid responder. Yeah, the first year, 10 years of building the line life was more, more about the systems and the operations. And I think lately the awareness of all the leaders in line life is more, how do we help them be better leaders? <laughs> so it's not so much as to grab this form and do this. It's like, okay, how do we, like you said earlier, uh, here's what uh, an office schedule looks like at 100 visits, 200. It's, how do you lead people in the way they process versus what's the process, right? And that's yeah. an interesting maturity that I've realized in the in the company. Yeah, it's really growing leaders. Like, so yeah. So I think that puts us at about the halfway point. So we got four more to dive into. So next time we'll talk about the next four accidental diminishers, and then we'll wrap up this whole series on being a multiplier. And you know, Joe, I know you and I've talked about this, but this book has literally been now jumped on my top 10 list of business books as far as like how to be a better leader for an organization. Because if you don't do this, your company is just going to, it's going to struggle. Yeah. I'm glad we broke this down to the extent that we did with pretty laborious breakdown of every aspect <laughs> of this book, but I think it's, it brings meaning. So hopefully you saw your areas of where you are an accidental diminisher. Hopefully you took some notes and you know the behavior styles that may not be creating the outcomes that you want. Hope you learned something there and that awareness alone is going to help you improve behaviors and improve leadership. So great job. So we'll dive into uh, the next four next time. All right. See you guys next week, Tribe. Have fun. Have a great week. And thank you again for your genius, Joe. Have a great one. You as well. For opportunities to build your dream practice, presented by Dr. Fisher, reach out to Align Life Centers for Natural Health at AlignLifeOpportunity.com.